0: Want to know what strategies real graduates use to launch their career? Well, here's your chance. From personal stories to insider tips, our interviews with graduates and campus recruiters will equip you with the knowledge and inspiration you need to take off and stand out from the crowd. Brought to you by Prospel, your one-stop shop for finding and securing your dream internship or fresh graduate job. Thanks for jumping on, Jason. One of our team came across you on LinkedIn. You've obviously been doing an amazing job building your personal brand on LinkedIn. I just thought this guy is obviously thinking deeply about careers and let's get him on and talk through how you're thinking about your career, your background story. Maybe we can start there. So I studied at UNSW, started during 2019.
1: I studied a bachelor of studies and commerce. So I majored in quantitative data science and information systems. I guess starting from like my second year onwards, I thought. Building a career in data analytics was something that I was interested in. And uh, yeah, one thing led to another. And I ended up getting my role at quantum PM. And that's where I'm working at now.
0: Good stuff. And I take it what you learned in your studies has been useful in your career.
1: Yeah, some, but to some extent, for the commerce side of my degree, I studied information systems as my major. And some of the stuff I've learned in measured systems to courses like, like business analytics and social media analytics and also enterprise systems being shown in the work that I'm doing at the moment. So yeah, some of the work that I'm doing at Quantium, it's about helping the finance team to up to analytical capabilities. And that's sort of stuff that I'm seeing again back in my work, I majored in quantity of data science, and that's more kind of like statistics related sort of content. At the moment, it's not really relevant to the work I'm doing, but if I want to move on to another rotation, then definitely that might
0: be something that I would be using. And for context, so you're currently at Quantium. Yeah. That's right. Is your degree background a prerequisite or do they hire more broadly from people from different degrees? Yeah, Quantium, it's quite broad. So in my grad cohort,
1: there are like people from like different backgrounds. Some of them, they study physics, bioinformatics, what are some other ones they do, economics. Some of them are from the same background as me, So actual studies, commerce, some do computer science. So yeah, it's quite broad. I think the main thing with quantum, it's essentially, there's no prerequisite for what degree you study, but I guess like most of the people, they do have a background with where there's some analytics involved embedded in their studies. And that's pretty interesting kind of seeing like the breadth
0: there. We'll come back to your current role, but I'm curious at what point during your studies, did you think about careers and what were you looking for and how did you ultimately come across the Quantium Opportunity? Oh, that's a
1: good question. So with careers, I think, thought about careers just as I started at university, to be honest. Because when I started at university, I thought... I'm going to pick a degree that's going to give me like a good range of opportunities that I could potentially go into after I finish university. And another thing during my internship university is that I actually got access to a guide that was shared online by a graduate from Union and was about how to land a grad job. And so I through that, I applied some of the stuff that he wrote about and what his experience was and his recommendations for like students. So he talked about getting involved in societies, doing internships and stuff like that. And I just followed that throughout the rest of my degree pretty much. And uh, in terms of knowing about Quantium, I actually knew about Quantium since my first year. Since my first year, I was like pretty active online on Facebook and I saw opportunities around for like student societies. One of the industry sponsors, I think, for the actuarial society was Quantium. And so I saw their name floating around. That's how I got to know a bit about them. But I didn't really know much about their work and some of the people there until my second year. So during my second year, I thought, why not just reach out to some people and learn about their roles and the kind of work that they do. So I reached out to someone at Quantium and the person was really nice to offer me like a chance to chat with them over a phone call. And then he told me about the work that he does. And I think at the time he was like a consultant or a graduate analyst. And yeah, at that time it was pretty interesting seeing or hearing about the work that they did. During my second year, I thought it'd be pretty interesting to get involved during as part of the internship program, but during COVID that didn't happen. So fast forward two years from now to two years from then, I actually applied for the Grad Connection Top 100 Future Leaders Awards and actually applied for the quantum data science stream. So I applied for that, did like the application process and ended up actually becoming a finalist for it. And I guess at that point I was thinking the Grad program applications they just opened after I was announced as a finalist. So I was like, why not give it a go? I already know one of the recruiters. Why not just give it a go and see where that goes and end up applying and ended up securing the role. So that was the whole journey.
0: Good on you. Very proactive. And I say, in stark contrast, a major student, I didn't even think about careers until final year. So well done for getting on the front foot. You mentioned you first used an online guide. Do you remember what that yes. was? It was called How to Get a Grant Job
1: by Jared Shaw?
0: I'll have to look that up. It was a short read it's about an
1: hour or two hour read, but it was a good intro to, I guess like a bit of networking, a bit of cold reaching out. If I didn't read that book, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to like reach out to people online asking about what they did and what kind of work and what kind of industry they're in and stuff like that. And yeah. Most of the advice that I took from that was
0: extremely helpful. And you mentioned, so you ultimately did reach out to someone at Quantium. How did you go about that? Did you learn that from the book you just mentioned?
1: Yeah, the book I mentioned did cover that. So one of the things that the book recommended was essentially, if you want to get more insights into a role, or the type of work that people did, then you can go on a platform like LinkedIn when there's a lot of people and building their professional experience and whatnot and showing it publicly, just going there and just asking someone on platform, hey, I'm interested in XYZ. I see you're working at this company, working in this role. You want to have a chat so I can learn more about your experience. I reach out and see sometimes like people won't see it or people won't accept it, but there will be times where they will accept it and be happy to help out and put in a time with you. Yeah, from my experience, I've. Down to quite a bit of people and a lot of them have said yes to your chat and that's how I've been able to like learn more about the companies and the roles that people were working in and make a better decision about what where I'd
0: like to end up in the future super impressive very proactive again I, I guess before we move on to talking about the application process any advice for students studying right now who are a bit worried about careers but follow a similar path to you career wise bit of a cool question
1: but i'll try to answer it i'd say for the initial search one of the first things that i like to do is probably get a better understanding of what's out there so as i mentioned before one of the things that i found helpful was reaching out to people asking about what they did and the kind of work that they did so when i was in my first slash second year i was really reaching out to people seeing the kind of work that would be available for someone like me who did actual studies. And I took their advice, heard from their experiences, and I was thinking to myself, maybe this might not be the path for me. And yeah, just reaching out to people is a really good first step to understanding like what's out there and what might be interesting to you and what might be something that you want to pursue. Obviously, not everyone's experience is representative of everyone who's working in that role, but I think it's a good first idea just so you can figure out where you want to end up and think about the next steps to get there. And that's what I did And I found that pretty useful.
0: Yeah, totally. So primarily relying on LinkedIn to find those people?
1: Yes, that's probably the easiest way to reach out to people anyways as well because everyone's pretty transparent with their work and, well, with their work experience. And most people on LinkedIn are very supportive and would be willing to help out.
0: And in terms of choosing which people to try and reach out to, were you focusing on a particular subset, for example, alumni from UNSW or did you have connections that you could draw on? I think, yeah, all the people I'd reach out to, I'd focus on
1: UNSW alumni because I thought they were more approachable and it's easier for me to relate to the experience or like the study experience at least. One of the people I've reached out to have actually started at UNSW, actually studied actuarial at UNSW, so it's a bit easier to relate to the experience and kind of see where, how my experience might fit in and how that
0: might apply to my experience. Yeah, there's that connection there, isn't there? And sense of giving back. So I guess before we dive any deeper. We should let everyone know what it is that Quantium actually does. Maybe you can just explain it to me in really simple terms. It's obviously in the data realm, but for a lot of people like me, that's a bit over my pay grade.
1: Essentially what Quantium does, it's a data analytics slash data science firm, as you mentioned. And how we operate is essentially, offers a range of data analytics, data science products, and consulting services in order to help their clients get out of their data. To improve their operations basically so some of the companies that we work with include forwards the australian government unilever Coca cola etc across like a whole range of industries like retail banking and financial services and whatnot so essentially these companies they have data they want to get value out of it they want to improve people marketable in the industry deliver more family to their customers for example And that's where Quantium kind of fits into the picture. They would get Quantium involved, build something or sell something to these clients to get the
0: data so they can basically improve. Talk about getting value out of the data. Just to help me put that into context, is it an example that comes to mind?
1: Yes. So for example, some of the products that we offer to we retail clients involved, for example, what promotions are performing well, what discounts should we offer? based on our data, based on our purchasing data and whatnot, and who are our high-value customers, and the insights from that data would help the company make more strategic decisions about how they should price,
0: what promotion should they use and whatnot, how they would target people, and stuff like that. When you say purchasing data, you have a database of credit card transactions that you're tapping into, obviously, Uh, all anonymized.
1: Yeah, I'm not too across it because I'm not working with a client or anything. I'm working internally at the moment, but... I imagine if you're working with retail, that in a retail sector that might be a data set that might be provided by the company for you, it might be a data set that the company might feed into a product that Quantium offers, and that might yeah. help them give them insights, what next actions to implement to improve their performance and whatnot, and add more value to the customers.
0: And why would, let's run with the Woolworths example, why would a client like Woolworths choose to have Quantum do this rather than do it themselves in-house? This is a going a bit deeper, but Works owns like 80% of quantum?
1: just for context. I think this is going a bit deeper than what I wouldn't know, but essentially one of the main reasons why a company would go for quantum is that they have good analytics and engineering expertise, and that's how we stand out in the market. Yeah,
0: I imagine a data set of tens or hundreds of millions of transactions a month would be totally overwhelming to try and process. So you take all that data set, look at... Your behavior and draw some insights out of it yes. in what would otherwise just be a totally overwhelming, messy data set.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Okay. I think that'll make sense. And again, just to bring us up to speed, what's your current position there at Quantium?
1: So my current position is actual analysts, but all the analysts, they kind of work in different teams slash verticals. So Verticals essentially are subset of industries that their teams kind of work in. So we have verticals like health and government. We also have Woolworths IQ, which is essentially the Woolworths side of the business. There's also Bank IQ, which is the joint venture between Commonwealth Bank, where well, we basically use Commonwealth Bank's data to help clients. And for me, and most of the work, that like tm most of the work that the graduate analysts do would be in those verticals, working with like external clients and whatnot. For me, I'm actually a special case because I don't work on external facing projects. I work internally. What I do is I help instead of the client being like someone external, I'm essentially working with team as my client. That's kind of the gist of it. And so what I'm doing is I'm helping the finance team build their analytical capabilities, just doing a bit of data engineering, data analytics work, just to help the finance team get more accessible insights into their data so they can have better information to inform their forecasting their budgeting, and also any like strategic operational decisions as well. So some of the stuff that I'll be doing would be cleaning data, building some tools that will help the team get more insights into their financial data. And yeah, that's what I'm doing at
0: So let's come back to that in a second, because I'm sure students are interested in this career path that want to know more about the kind of day-to-day hands-on <clears throat> stuff. But let's spend a few minutes on the application process because that's, from a student perspective, at least, the next step here. So, can, do you want to talk me through the application process, screening you went through to get the role you're in today?
1: Yep, sure. I'm not too sure if I can go into too much detail, just because I get quantum. But essentially, for the application process, there's four stages. So there's a written application, there's the online test, there's the behavioural interview, and there's the technical test and interview. So for the first stage, it's on memory. It's just submitting the resume, just filling in some fields an online form, sending that through. Then I think shortly after you'll be given a link to do an online test. And what this online test is essentially testing is essentially is your ability to interpret data and do some calculations to just gather some insights. That's like the main thing that they test. The third thing in the third stage is essentially a behavioural interview. So the interview, what it's meant to do is just to assess, do you know the company? Do you know what they do? Some of the products they offer are what of the verticals they operate in. And also some behavioural questions, situational questions around about you, basically. So any typical interview questions you might find online, that will be helpful in preparing for that. And lastly is the technical tests and the technical interview. So for the technical test, it will be assessing different things. Some, I think if I were to like just summarize it, it will be being able to interpret data, but also thinking about that in the context of a case study. So for the technical test, you'll be given a case study and then some data and you'll be given some questions about it. And after you work through that, answer the questions, you'll be given 30 minutes to sit with an analyst or be in a call with an analyst and explain your answers and like, as your logical approach to answering the questions and how you got there. And yeah, that's pretty much the application process.
0: Thanks a lot. That's super interesting. So maybe we can go through each of them. So the written online part, I'm that sounds pretty straightforward. The online test was that you said that was interpreting data. So specific to the kind of data analyst skill set as opposed oh, yeah. to that.
1: Van- yeah. So yeah, there's two streams for the grad program there's analyst and engineer. What I've mentioned there was for the analyst. So for well, the online tests, main thing they're really testing is, can you interpret data? Can you infer insights from the data? And yeah, look, that's assessing without going into too much detail.
0: Yeah. Got it. Do you have to have a technical data background or could you work your way through it, common sense and problem solving?
1: I think it's more so common sense and problem solving. As I mentioned before, you don't need to have a technical background to actually apply for the program. And you don't really need a technical background to do the application process either. Yeah, I think it's more so common sense and problem solving as opposed to just having something that you already know. So you're not working
0: in like Python or something. Do you get the data in Excel format or something a little bit more accessible to the layman?
1: All the tests were done on a browser. So another thing with the grad program is that they don't expect you to know any tools either. I guess with the grad program, it's, uh, I guess the whole point of it is that you learn those tools while you're on the job. Which that kind of makes sense. Like when you're a student, when you've learned those skills, you don't really apply it that much, except for like when you work on assignments or whatnot. But yeah, with the grad program application, there's no
0: rotation that you need
1: to know anything
0: in particular. Awesome. And the third stage was a behavioral interview. It sounds like a face-to-face interview. When I did it, it was virtual. I think it might've been virtual this year as well. And you mentioned prepare for all the typical questions you might find online. Do you remember? the hardest question that you recall? Well it jumps to mind. Nothing
1: really jumps to mind, but I think the biggest thing I'd recommend for this kind of behavior interview is I think when I did it they tried not to use typical questions that you'd find on the internet. They aren't like significantly like different or anything, but it's reworded in a very unfamiliar way. Or that might throw people off. I think for the behavior interview, I think just best to just practice with a typical question. And if you can't really pull anything, like at the instant that like you were given the question, then just take time to just think about it. And uh, yeah, that's completely fine. I think for my interview, I had to think for a couple of seconds before I actually responded to the question. So yeah, I think just for that stage, just pair it, it like it's a normal interview. Do your research and do some practice. And just be relaxed and be open to any unfamiliar questions that might come your way. Do you remember any
0: examples of an unfamiliar question that kind of caught you off guard or was a bit of a different take on a more traditional interview question? I think it was a mixed pose, but I don't remember the
1: questions in particular.
0: No worries. So the final step, and this sounds like the most daunting one, is the technical interview. I imagine having a short amount of time to interpret a bunch of data and then presenting it on the fly, basically immediately afterwards.
1: Yeah, it's somewhat like that. For the test, it's an hour long, and then the interview is 30 minutes. Should it take longer, or most of the time it should take less. But for the test, you're given the case study, you have to read through it, and then you'll be given some questions about it, interpreting the data, getting from it into the same thing, but more focused on how does it apply to the case study. And yes, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: So how on earth do you prepare
1: for something like that? I think before this stage, like it's similar to on my test in that there's no expectation that you need to know anything, or you need to know a particular kind of concept that you learn learned from uni and whatnot. It's more so consulting as well. But when I did this particular stage, one of the things that they offered prior to doing the kind of assessment was they said, they sent over a document these concepts might be assessed in this particular test. Make sure you read up on it and stuff. And so, yeah, you just follow that and you just follow that, do your research and just apply it to the case study. I think my big recommendation here is not only just have an elementary grasp of the concepts that they might assess, because when you do the interview, you're going to explain it. They might ask some follow-up questions to like further test your understanding and whatnot. Even so, I'd say... When you're doing your research, make sure you get like someone of a deep understanding and be able to apply the stuff that you learn logically. Obviously, when you do this kind of test, the analysts don't expect you to know everything, this is stuff that you learn from your research won't be to the depth that they know it, or perhaps they don't know it at all. But essentially you do your research and learn it and learn enough so you can in a very simple way and, and use it logically.
0: And is it the sort of thing that let's say a business student with no technical or data background would be able to do online research and get themselves up to speed.
1: I guess it's more so you have a concept and then the test is about, can you learn that concept quickly and be able to explain it and be able to use it in like a case study and be able to explain like how it's related and use the theory to justify. Your reasoning and explain to someone who might have a follow up question, basically.
0: Maybe just as an example, something like you might be asked to learn about a statistical method and then apply that.
1: To what you're about.
0: And so that's obviously going to help out a lot. But in terms of the kind of common sense and problem solving, your view is there anything you can do to prepare for that? Or is it more just you've either got it or you haven't and just get a good night's sleep and have a strong cup of coffee beforehand?
1: I think. What helps me is definitely doing a bit of numerical psychometric tests that might be helpful to get just the practice in, do some calculations and whatnot, which might pop up in the online test and the technical test as well. And yeah, that's the main tip that I would suggest. I think with the university students, they should have access to a few mock exams to the university. And I use that to prepare for it.
0: And are you allowed to take a calculator or do you have to do it everything in your head? I think a calculator was allowed. Well done getting through that and thanks for the tips. So now we've arrived on the job. You've gone through those four steps. You've got the offer. You've got a reasonable idea now of what Quantium actually does. What did the early days look like in terms of the initial few days and weeks and the onboarding process?
1: Yep. So at Quantium, we had an induction uh, span. Across three days, some of the stuff that we did during induction was doing some team building activities, doing a scavenger hunt around like the Everly area, just to get familiar with the office and what's around it. And also getting set up with like our laptops as well. And also doing some other activities about like personality types and stuff like that, which is pretty interesting and pretty fun. And yeah, with the onboarding, we got set up with our laptops, I think during induction. So about the second or third day, and we'd kind of get that running, do the authentication stuff, just for us to get set up for like the next week, starting for the next week, and then basically a couple of weeks after that, and you'd get like the other stuff that's part of the onboarding, all the grads, they get free merch. So before you join the company, I think a couple of weeks prior, we were given like a link just to select like three items that were quantum branded. And, and then a couple of months later, we'd pick it up. So I'm wearing one right now. F- and uh, yeah, and around that time as well, we'd get like a monitor as well. We'd get a monitor or welcome home as well.
0: How do you go about training, especially for students who don't have the benefit of a data technical background?
1: So the thing with Quantium is they are, like, as I mentioned before, they don't expect you to know like the technical skills. Like when you start the whole point of Quantium's grad program is that you learn as you go. So at Quantium, we do have this thing or it's more like a document. That is the graduate proficiency checklist. And what that essentially is, provides a kind of checklist of all the skills that the graduates should should develop during their kind of grad program over the two years. And it covers things like uh, how to handle, like skills pertaining to handling clients, skills pertaining to cleaning data, analyzing data, visualizing data and stuff like that. And yeah, during those two years, graduates are all expected to complete some sort of chunk of it. Back to your question, obviously having the technical skills, like some programming or stuff like that will definitely be helpful. But with Quantium, there is no expectation that you know that when you start, you build it as you go. And another thing with, another thing with Quantium is that it doesn't only teach you just the skill. It also teaches you like the best practices, right? With those skills, like you might use a tool in a particular way, but is it the best way of using it? Maybe not. That's what Quantum teaches you, and that's how Quantum kind of builds those capabilities within their graduates. So, even so, when I started at Quantum, I didn't know a bit of Python and not used in my role, but I didn't know a few tools beforehand. And though I did know those tools and built my own projects with it, when you work at Quantum, you're always learning something new about the tools that you work with, and I think that's Very interesting. And as I mentioned before, like you don't have to have any experience, any prior experience with skills to be, had to have like an advantage or anything. So
0: that's really good.
1: Everyone's learning the best.
0: So the grad program itself, I think, is that two years? Did I understand that correctly? To my knowledge,
1: so how it works is for the, for graduate analysts and engineers, we, we have two rotations. So in the first rotation, that's like, like a year and your second rotation is like a year as well. And after your first rotation, there is an optional you can choose to stay within your team or you can move on to another one. But I've been told by a couple of people that the graduate program is only one year, but like in your second year, you get promoted to an analyst level. But I guess in my view, for simplicity's sake, the graduate program is two years. So two one-year rotations, but when you move on to your second year, you're not a grad anymore, you become an analyst. That's essentially
0: what the gist is. Yeah. And the distinction between a grad and an analyst? Is that something formal as an analyst does more work with clients, for example, or what does that look? And you mentioned what sounds like a fairly thorough training program. How soon do you start to get to work with clients versus primarily training during the first?
1: I'm not entirely a process because I work internally, but I have heard some analysts do maybe like a few mock exercises or mock presentations in the first couple of weeks slash months before they actually start handling a client. I mean, it might seem a bit so for some of the analysts who want to get involved in the work, but Quanium does prioritise a lot of the training they do
0: with their grads. Fair enough, especially if you're coming in from a different background. And how quickly were you, as you're doing an internal project, but how yep. quickly were you moved on to that versus purely training and onboarding? It really depends on the
1: team that you're in. But for me, when I did my training that long before I started getting into work, I know for some other different teams, they would get training in what do different products do, how do you handle a client. They might get more training into who the competitors are. But for me and one other grad who's in the same team, we didn't do too much training before we actually got into the thick of it and actually started learning the tools that we needed for our role. But yeah, all more, more client facing roles where you have to know a bit more about the products and stuff like that and what Quantum offers and how to handle a client that might be a bit longer when you're in an external team.
0: Maybe we can spend a little bit of time talking about the kind of hands-on day-to-day because at this point we've talked about how you're doing internal project, team-building capabilities, cleaning data, helping the team get insights. But from an outsider's perspective like mine, what does that mean? You can talk me through a a typical day to the extent there's such a thing. So my Day-to-day is very, my typical day-to-day
1: starts off with a huddle with the rest of my team, so talking through some of the pain points that we have, some of the stuff that we're working on, some of the stuff that we've completed. And the interesting thing about the work that my team does at the moment, it's a mix of, primarily it's a lot of ad hoc related requests. We work directly with the border finance team and sometimes they might ask us, we want to have this insight accessible. We want this feature or this tool to be accessible for us to get this insight. For example, what we do is we do the development work for that kind of work and like create sub projects, subtasks out of that and delegate it between all the members within our direct team and work on that during our work. So some of the pieces that i worked on have involved building dashboards or have been involved like building dashboards for some of the leaders within each vertical. And also, automating some processes as well. At Quantum, we do have a few systems that we use to track different things within our company and some of it's a bit manual. Some of the stuff, so that's some of the stuff I've been working on has been all automating that process, using data to make it a bit simpler and yeah, just all around just adding capabilities and features to the financial dashboards that we have as well so that the team can get information that they need and yeah, sort the end to end getting Serving the requests, basically.
0: So, when you talk about creating dashboards and automating things, are you developing, are you coding, or what does that actually mean?
1: It's a mix of coding and also building pipelines. So, with the data automation work and also cleaning the data, we build pipelines. So, we have messy data over here. We want to build data that's clean and can be used. To build tools, we build we thing that connects the two points to get the data that we need so that it can be used. So from that perspective, there's a bit of data pipeline work. there's a mix of coding as well. So pulling data from databases as needed and stuff like that.
0: It's interesting. You mentioned you have your start with a team huddle. How big is a team typically, like the one you're in now? So the direct
1: team I'm in is three people. So just me, my manager and another graduate. And I guess it's only us three because I guess we're like the financial data specialists in the team. And the broader finance team is about into 20 people as the part of the data team, what we do is we do, as I mentioned before, the data cleaning be analytics involved as well. I say you're working from home at the moment. What's the work from home or remote work? My team goes into the office two days a week. Yeah. And obviously the best is working from oh. home. For me personally, I go in two days a week and then another, just meet the grads and spend some time with the other analysts and engineers who play basketball. So on Friday during lunchtime time, we play basketball and I play with some of the other analysts and engineers in the club. So that's pretty fun. And I go, so that's why I go in every Friday, some teams, they would come in maybe once a week, maybe less even, and some teams might come in into the office. Like more often than that, it really just, just depends on the team, but I'd say with Quantum generally,
0: it's quite flexible. Good stuff. Uh, sounds like fun. They're basketball on Fridays. What's the outside of that? What's the kind of social dynamic like amongst the grads? Is there any kind of formal social events that are done through work? It's a mix of things that are organized by...
1: People and Culture team, and also stuff that we organize ourselves. So with the People and Culture team, obviously we have the induction and we also have each month having a knowledge share when like, one, where one graduate like shares something that teach to the other graduates. And also with the People and Culture team, they also organize buddies for us as well. For the new graduates, they connect with some of the graduates that started earlier and in an earlier cohort. So that's a kind of social aspect that's organized by PNC. But some of the social stuff that gets done or like the grads, some of it gets initiated by some of the other graduates as well. So sometimes they would go to drinks on a Friday, go to dinner and whatnot. And there's also some other initiatives that organize for the greater company as well. So I think a couple of weeks ago, we had a harmony day potluck. So that was really fun. And yeah, overall, it's just culture cool, is pretty good. People really nice. I think within your direct team, it's pretty easy to connect with people and also just build those good relationships because everyone is like very relaxed at the company. But I guess the graduate program is that once you start, a bit of an unfortunate thing is that when you start, I'm kind of like working within a direct team and the only opportunity they can connect with other graduates, sort of like during lunch or like during after hours. But yeah, I think when you're in the context of the direct team, definitely everyone's pretty relaxed or just very good. But yeah, for. Meeting other grads would be for like, there's of no time spots where like, where, where all the grads come up and meet together, or it would be drink like lunch breaks and
0: whatnot. Sounds like you got a good mix of office, social environment and the remote benefits of remote work from oh. home. I guess stepping back, any reflections on both the best bits and worst bits of your, of the grad program at Quantium?
1: I think the best bit would probably be the people, so the people and also like the learning opportunities as well. I think the great thing about Quantum and one of, the thing, one of the things that I was interested in before applying to the company was definitely culture. People are very relaxed. It's not like a typical consulting firm where it's like, there's like formalities and there's like an hierarchy. Um, at Quantum, there's all building is legit. Only two floors. Everyone kind of sits next each other. There's no, there's no particular hierarchy that is there and everyone's very friendly, very relaxed. It's reflected in ultra code as well, like we don't wear formal attire, people can walk up to the office in shorts. It's very relaxed in that regard. The other thing is definite learning opportunities. On TM, during the company, I already had some idea what the actual efficiency checklist is, and I thought that if I were to join this company, it'll be a good opportunity not to just learn the skills but also learn the skills in a very best practice way. So not learning just the skills and just doing it but doing it in an effective way. And I think that's a really good opportunity for me to be more marketable if I were to apply to another role in the future. And in terms of the worst thing, nothing really comes to mind or nothing's bad enough for me to say that it's, well, it's the worst thing.
0: And I guess uh, next question, where to from here? You obviously got off to a flying start career-wise looking ahead what does the career path look like from here it's hard to say but in terms of my
1: kind of high level goals are I think for me building a career in analytics for like the next couple of years perhaps stay on tier maybe maybe move to another company who knows but yeah just staying in the industry and building that experience and another thing that I want to do later in my career is start doing some sort of coaching or some sort of instructing because at the moment I've been a bit more active on LinkedIn and writing and I've started writing since like third year moving like up till now and just been practicing that kind of intention is to build my brand and kind of hopefully move into another career path where I have a bit more control over the hours I work and still also work with something I'm interested in and interested in particularly data analytics science visualization and stuff like that and yeah I think it'd be a good opportunity for me to still work on something that I enjoy and I'm good at, but also have a bit more control over my schedule and doing other things that I enjoy as well. You mentioned
0: coaching and instructing is one of the options. Getting into that within Quantium, more of a managerial type role.
1: I think for me, being the ticket, I want to do something online. So if you have a YouTube channel, create videos on how to do X, Y, Z using X, Y, Z tool, that's where I want to
0: get at. Okay. And again, for the benefit of students who are thinking about following in your footsteps do you have a view on what type of people are a good fit for this particular career and industry or to put it another way if it's more helpful the type of people who would not be a good fit and should consider avoiding it i think
1: the best traits to have would probably be being number savvy being able to be interested in keep expanding Being interested in keep building upon your skill set within data analytics, it's a one size fits all kind of tool or solution. There's always something to learn when you're working with different clients, you're always learning as well. You'd like to get experience of a more startup culture or get a more kind of tech-like culture. If you're not interested in that and prefer something that's more structured and more corporate, then buying for companies and more corporate would be the better option for you. But yeah, Quantia, it's a mix of um pretty technical work, so like of analytics and whatnot, and also really great culture, really great people. If you want to build your skills, but still work in a collaborative environment where you're not really competing with anyone on anything, like work, like competing with people for projects or anything, then Quantium is a great place for you. I know for like more corporate companies, there is competition between graduates, what projects that they should work on. At Quantium, you don't really get the stress. You don't really get that. You don't get the stress of that.
0: And reflecting on your time as a grad is the biggest learning that comes to mind? So what my reflection would be, Paul would be don't be afraid to ask questions.
1: As a graduate, you even though some graduate programs they expect you to have some sort of degree or anything or something like that. I feel like like no matter where you go, you're always gonna learn how to do the job, and it's always going to feel somewhat unfamiliar. When I joined as a graduate, there were some things that were familiar, but doing the job was just a whole other different piece I had to learn. No matter where you go as a graduate, don't be afraid asking questions. If you don't know something or need more clarification or something, just put up your hand because... One of the things that I've learned from one of my internships, one of my managers actually said, it's more frustrating to pretend that you know something because later on you might not actually be competent in something that you thought you were, if that makes sense. So when you ask more questions at the beginning, you'll do your job better and just makes you look more productive and more deliver better results in your
0: work as well. No such thing as a silly question, especially as a grad. Is there anything that surprised you? Or it was different to expectations when you came out of uni, I think that
1: when you're a student, you focus a bit too much on getting a grad job as opposed to the rest of the years in your career. Like it's not just about the grad job that you land straight up at the university, your career is like a lot longer than that. And it's about, and it's bound to change. When I was at uni, I was like thinking, oh, what's the best company to get into and what pays best or something like that. And what is the best culture? But I think if I were to go back and give myself advice, it's just not to stress too much about it. Like as a graduate, like it's only like a couple years program. If you want to move to another company, you can just take the opportunity during that grad program to learn as much as you can. Don't be stressed too much. If this don't go your way. You don't get the grad job that you want. It's 20 years, 30 years left in your career to do something else if you want to or explore another space if you want. If you're applying for like a grad program, Make sure like one thing's not negotiable, it's that you learn a lot during the opportunity so that can help you reach greater high level on your career as well.
0: It's sage advice. I think it's easy for students to make the mistake of over-optimizing for the short term right? Yeah, and sacrificing what might've been better long-term career right. decisions. That's pretty common. Going to that higher salary because an extra five grand feels like a lot, but yeah, it's a, it's a very common thing to say. Final question, is there anything you changed change looking back on your study and career path so far, if you had um, your time again, is there anything you'd do differently?
1: I think from my experience, personally, no, that might be a surprising answer, but I feel like during my university, I felt that even outside of studies, I try exploring something new, I kept exploring my interests. If I was interested in learning about someone's roles or learning about a particular area in the industry. I would go and learn about it. And learning about those things helped me figure out what to do next and where to kind of set and help me set the goals, the next goals that I had. I think one, one thing I might regret is that during or when I studied at university, I did actuarial studies, but I didn't really enjoy everything. That was involved in the actuarial studies degree for actuarial studies it's a very niche kind of area and it's a mix of a lot of different things so you have like your statistics your general insurance life insurance theory and your finance but for me personally and i think for a lot of the students who do that degree it's not you won't really enjoy everything or enjoy the mix of all those things And so for me, I really took the opportunity to learn what's out there in the industry, learn about what I might be interested in. And that's something that I do not regret at all because I've taken opportunities where I can build my data analytics experience, learn like tools and look for relevant opportunities in that area. And that kind of helped me build up the skills and learn about like an area that I'm interested in and get really good insights into it. I guess one thing I do regret is maybe doing the actuarial degree, maybe doing something a little broad. So I can do a bit more exploration, have a bit more freedom and not be ashamed at that living away from a degree that's like very prestigious or something like that. But one thing I do not regret at all is definitely taking the opportunity to learn outside your degree, seeing what's out there, seeing what piques your interest. And because who knows, you might find something that is really interesting or like you might find something that you're really passionate about. And that's something that you keep working on. That's something that you can just keep working on without to be awarded for or anything. It's something that you can do when you're down time. and feel very like energized by just doing it. So I've learned tools on the side. It turned into an ambassadorship. I taught workshops on it in my spare time. And uh, yeah, it's just, and it's now awesome into a career that I really enjoy.
0: It's a great attitude. Well done, Jason. I'm conscious of your time. We should wrap it up there, but I know we could do a whole nother session on your other internships and just kind of outside of work, content creation and the stuff we mentioned about what you're doing on LinkedIn. And so thanks again, Jason. That was fantastic.